Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. Uh, action-packed weekend of motorsport all over the world. Formula One, Formula Two, Formula Three, W Series, WRC, Superbikes, uh, NASCAR was a big world race, IndyCar, but probably the biggest race. We'll leave that to last. <laughs> Atrium Championship 2022. Uh, but we got drama, drama. Where there we was go. drama, and uh, I'll give a little clue. I'm aching a little bit. So oh yeah, aching in the shoulders. But let's kick off with Formula One because that's really the. <laughs> what we're here to talk about today, I guess. Yeah, very well. It all started, of course, you know, before we even get to the race with this spy scandal growing now. The Aston Martin looks the same with the Red Bull and, and former Red Bull employees are now working at Aston Martin. And uh, it was all um, with lots of insu- insinuations coming on from the Red Bull Lor- camp. Lawrence Stroll, he's got a few quid. He wants the best people, <laughs> I'm telling you that. <laughs> Uh, not but, that but they, can't, well. they can't really complain because Red Bull are doing exactly the same to Mercedes. Red Bull are taking a lot of the Mercedes drivetrain yeah. drivetrain team, and and uh, so it's. I think unless unless you actually take you know physical drawings or you know downloaded CAD cams, you know actually I don't think you can be done just for taking your brain with you, can you? So I mean, if you take a brain with you and say, well, you know, I know that Red Bull will work it on this theory, that's not illegal to then create that same theory, is it? So I don't know. Um, oh dear. Anyway. <laughs> so then it kicked off and then Collie uh, was exciting of course was again drumming Claire spinning off on his first you know, pole run therefore having to be very careful to make sure he got a decent second run and then blitzing the field um, the Ferraris were just on fire in qualifying well the science had his problems again he had to change the chassis I think and he's had a fuel leak or some problem so Poor old Carlos Sainz's season goes from bad and then to worse and then in, in the race it got even worse um, but uh, yeah, I mean, because you probably didn't watch it live, did you? Because you were busy um, having small incidents with Zappert's Neston. But Dave, I'm still tweeting that, is this new formula really working as well as we were promised? You know, this, I'll follow more closely. And all the drivers are saying we can follow more closely. And this, to me, Barcelona was a test, you know, because um, you know, it's the track where no overtaking used to happen. And Damon Hill's calling me curmudgeonly today on the uh, Twitter because I've been saying, well, I don't really think it's working that well because... What, what's he calling you? Tell, explain what that word means. Curmudgeonly. To people old like curmud- me that went to normal schools and <laughs> just, haven't got very good vocabulary. Old moaning person, which uh, maybe the... I mean, perhaps I'm being a bit curmudgeonly, but I'm only talking as an observer um, without any payment from any uh, Sky or anybody else on, on my payroll, there for a completely independent opinion, which you can like or not like. Because the first six at the race, you know, they spread out again. They were all over a second apart because they couldn't follow closely enough on those opening laps. Therefore, they were all outside of uh, DRS range. And the, the, the promise originally to me was that the, the, this whole new rule book was almost to get rid of DRS. We'll be able to make cars follow so closely that they'll be racing like Formula Fords, you know. So I'm merely pointing out that until drama happened, it was looking like being a Barcelona bore. But then, of course, we had, um, first we had um, poor old um, K-Mag 
mashing into Lewis, which is a bit of a shame. What a thought for Lewis. He's <laughs> having a mare, isn't he? <laughs> and it was definitely Kevin's fault. You know, he sort of tried to say Lewis had hit him, but he was making a brave move like K-Mag does around the outside. But, you know, Lewis just clipped him. Um, he was, he was, those two were out of the top running. And then, of course, it was it was science that went next, wasn't it? Spinning off into the into the kitty litter. So that sort of broke the front pack up. Um, and then, of course, Max making a mistake. Actually, funny enough, we were talking just last week about the motorbikes in MotoGP and leaders falling and crashing out of the lead on their own. You know, we say, well, that never happens in car racing. <laughs> and then this weekend, we had first sights and, and then the, the, the sight of Max, you know, catching his slide, but having to go through the travel and dropping back. And then, yes, the race was very exciting because first, you know, um, Perez, not Perez, Perez, of course, dropped behind um, George at the start, George Russell. So he caught him up. He actually tapped George at turn one, which George managed to hold on to a bit of a skid and a slide. Um, but then we had this sight of George for many laps, you know, holding back Perez with amazing defending. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, the, the kid's not only got talent, but he's got a brain, you know, because the way he defended very correctly, but not, you know, not naughty, but so close to being naughty. He just waited till the end and then moved right before the braking zone. And Perez couldn't get by him. And you don't realise that in racing, I didn't realise, I thought it was all about being the fastest, uh, but you don't realise it's like a game of chess as well. Yeah. You have to be, uh, you have to have all angles covered. But they're, they're coming down at about 200 miles an hour to break at 50 metres before the corner, you know, so when the, the peripheral vision of where your breaking point is, looking in the mirror, where's, when do I move? You know, because he'd be so distracted moving that he'd miss his breaking point and be off. So I mean, the concentration to do, and they're playing with, you know, recharging buttons. Unbelievable. And, I've got so it's, hard, it's hard enough for me when I knock an indicator on and I wonder where <laughs> that's going. But uh, an ex-racing driver friend of mine said to me, a formal ex-Formula 1 driver and Le Mans yeah. driver said, don't ever look in your mirrors like that. Always yeah. keep your helmet straight. Well, I knew that just was. Yeah, I knew that look, was. Look at the corner sure. of your eyes. Make, make, no eyes. <laughs> so don't let them know that you know that no. they're there, which is a real... I did that <laughs> on the weekend and it paid dividends. So thank you, Tiff Nadell. Uh, yeah, it was good. But um, so it was then fantastic entertainment, those few laps with, um, you know, George holding back the Red Bulls, then leading eventually, because, of course, Leclerc was dreaming away at the front of the field uh, after Max had spun off. Uh, the engine just stopped in the Ferrari. So all of a sudden, George, I think it was only about one lap, was leading before Max screaming and shouting about his DRS flap not opening, which was another amusing part of drama. Oh, Max, please, but please, <laughs> please, why blame your team and get on the... No, I would. No, no, I'm sorry, Max. I'm <laughs> with Max on this one. If my flap was not working <laughs> properly, I would be screaming down the radio. Would you? Know? you? Would you really? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah. As frustrating well, as it'd be, well, yeah. isn't it? Well, you've got to vent your frustration somewhere, you know. You've Keep got to your toys in somewhere. your pram. Well, no. but you know the DRS again. This is what I said about Twitter about. So the DRS, so they're on they're on George's gearbox at the end of the straight when they couldn't quite get by. You've then got you know turn three, four, five, six, seven, eight before you get to the next DRS zone. By which time they were over nearly a second behind. The first DRS zone they caught up again. The second, but then George goes through and turns 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and starts the you know the start finish straight you know with another one second gap, and said so they just catch up in the braking zone. So you know until the tire degradation happens or, or one car's at a big advantage grip wise, you know they're still not in my mind. You know following that. That's all I was saying, Damon. You know, curmudgeonly or not, I was merely pointing out that uh, the overtaking, they weren't able to follow closely enough. Um, 
But whilst all this was going on, we virtually missed Lewis's amazing drive. You know, Max then drove his usual solid, fantastic race to win. Uh, Perez eventually got by um, George because they were doing the undertake and the undercut and the overcut and the intercut. Everyone was stopping like three times, which also was a bit of a problem with the race because if you saw the midfield pack, which is often one of the most entertaining parts, you know, from sixth down to twelfth, at any one point, whoever was eighth may well have been eighth because he had yet to make the second or third pit stop. There was a there was a continual trail of cars coming out of the pit lane to rejoin. You know, dropping and that was due to the to tire degradation. Yeah, so you couldn't really follow, you know, you suddenly, suddenly I saw Lewis in eighth or seventh. Well, well he started, but how did he get there, you know? But of course, at that stage, you had to make another pit stop, so he dropped back to tenth. But then you had the tire advantage. And it was, that was great entertainment at the end. Obviously, you know, Lewis coming back with, with fresh tyres and um, going right up to pass science for fourth place until um, this water leak problem, which slowed both George and Lewis. But they got to the end. So we do have a glimmer now that there are going to be six cars very close together, battling for, for wins. And, and so it's such it's, a long season that, that, that it, yeah. it's certainly not over for Mercedes. Yeah. If they can get their act together, which it yeah. looks like they, they finally have, and with the temperamental issues for Red Bull and Ferrari, then uh, Mercedes have got every a good yeah. chance to, to get back into it. So I was curmudgeonly, was curmudgeonly, Damon, but I'm still looking forward to the pack getting closer. Circuits where, you know, overtaking isn't so hard, but I was merely pointing out that Unlike everybody, I don't quite think the new regulations are doing quite what we hoped in terms of closeness of following. But, you, but um, I have to say that Formula One now, it's, there's not that vast gap that there, there has been for many, many years. It's, no. it, you know, it, it's closer. It, yeah, closer. You, you can see Valtteri Bottas up in the, for Alfa Romeo and you can see... Yeah. Um, K-Mag, Magnussen. Yeah, absolutely. Qualified. Qualified eight. It's a shame Kevin made that move on Lewis, really. And um, Lando, I mean, not Lando, um, Shuey got into the top 10 for the first time, didn't he? Got 10th. He's still over half a second off Kevin, but at least uh, Mick was in the top 10. Lando got caught for track limits, which was quite right. He agreed in the end he was over the white line, and that's how it should be. But he's got tonsillitis. They said he was sick all weekend and, and had an amazing race because he came through, what, to finish... Well, he finished eighth, you know. He's got tonsillitis. That's not a quick fix, is it, with Monaco uh, looming? As well, I think. I yeah. Think one, one of those things that really... So, um, so, yeah, it was, you know, it was all good stuff. I mean, you know, Claire went out. Bottas got through to six, so he must be happy with that. Ocon had a good run for Alpine seventh. Lando, as I said, was five to eighth. Fernando, I mean, back of the grid, he qualified badly with problems of being held up and... Uh, but he had a, a fresh engine, I think, didn't he? And he came from the back to finish ninth. So that was a pretty good run at home for Fernando. But again, nobody noticed it because everyone was going up and down the leader. We were concentrating so much on the on the battle out front, which is as it should be. And Yuki Sonoda had a good run to 10th and beating his um, more illustrious team all weekend. He was, he was quicker than Gasly. So they're not having a good time, are the Alpha Touris at the moment. They're dropping backwards uh, fast as the likes of Haas and Alpha Mayer and McLaren go ahead of them. Yeah, so congratulations to Max Verstappen. Three on the spin for him. Bit of yeah. tune with uh, Ferrari engine blowing up on uh, Charles, but uh, but uh, good on you, Max. Um, on to Formula Two, Tiff. Yeah, uh, just quickly because there's so much racing we've got to talk. Yeah, Philip Felipe Drugovic, this Brazilian guy that looked really good two years ago. He's now back. Had a bad season last year, so he's in the third year, so he should be winning. But he, he's back with his MP Motorsport team. I thought he could well be Brazilian's next Grand Prix driver. We always need a Brazilian. On the we grid, do. Really. That's, yeah. that's part and parcel of motorsport. We have to have a Brazilian. Senna, yeah. Kelo, anyway, yeah. He's, he's increased his championship league greatly. He, um, he had a reverse point. He didn't quite qualify. We qualified 10th. 
So he should have been on pole for the reverse grid, but somehow he wasn't. I don't know why. He must have got a four-grid penalty for some reason. So he actually started fourth on the grid for the reverse grid race, won that. Um, and then he was from he was actually back to 10th, which is his qualifying time for the feature race, and came from 10th to win. I mean, he did an amazing open the MP Motorsport team really got their car working well. Uh, so he stayed out a lot, lot longer on the soft tires. Uh, and then he put on his, his um, the, the harder tyre much later than when and just cruised through the pack because they'd all worn out their harder tyres. And put on Jack Doohan, the Aussie. Well, I think he's a real talent. He was on pole. Uh, he was led away at the start. <laughs> he couldn't believe it when this Drugovic came from like sixth to fourth to fifth to third and then he's in his mirrors and he drove past him, you know. So Jack having had his best results didn't look happy, poor lad, because he was still... Where did, where did he come from? But... Um, Anyway, good for Jack Dewar doing well. And uh, as I said, uh, Drugovic now leading the championship from the healthy points he'd over the pre-season pre favourite, Theo Porcher, the young French kid. No joy for the Brits. Ollie Cadwell had a cool one on the 13th, the 14th. Jake Hughes, who qualified in the top 10, I think, uh, had a DNF and a 16th. Um, so no joy there. So Drugovic, Formula 2. Formula 3... Uh, again, the Brits not so well. Ollie Behrman at a 12th, then a fifth in the feature race was Zach O'Sullivan, 18th and 27th. Um, but the sprint when David Vidal, good thing for Spain. He, he was 12th fastest or something in qualifying, but David Vidal is led from his pole, his reverse grid pole to win the, the, the sprint race. Um, and the feature race was a dominant win for the French Victor Martins, who also now takes the lead in his championship, looking really good out front. But lots of entertaining battles going on down to the field. Following closely, they all were nibbling at each other, diving here and there. So lots of they're always very entertaining, F2 and F3 nowadays. Whereas W Series, we talk about British, <laughs> British interests. We had a one, two, three on the podium for Britain, thanks uh, to our British ladies. But guess who won? It's getting Jamie. boring now. I know, well, I know. She, she's amazing. She's amazing. But they should have just said, after two years, you've won it twice. <laughs> You've got to move on. It's so the star, the growing star is Abby Pulling. Abby Pulling seems, she's, I think she's about 19, and she was on Jamie's case for the whole race. Alice Powell, uh, again, last year's main challenger to, to Jamie, had a, had a poorer start, and she caught the other two. No overtaking in the WCs. They couldn't seem to know no DRS uh, with them, so they've got no way of overtaking on these sorts of circuits where you can't. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was an interesting race, but they put the poor girls out, women at uh, 7.40 in the morning on Saturday morning. So sadly, probably nobody was watching all their efforts. But, you know, it's brilliant fun for those women that have got this fabulous opportunity. I mean, they are having fun. I see all their Twitters and they're mucking about and um, they're loving life, and quite rightly so. Well, see, quite so they should be. They, they are loving I know. life. Because where it leads to, to travel where well it well. takes them. Yeah. yeah. Like where so, it takes them, I'm not sure. So Jamie's got a 27-point lead now going into <laughs> Miami. So uh, ma massive. Uh, the old bank manager's looking for another half <laughs> mil, please, Jamie. Bring it in. And she's not spending any money, so she must be stashing the cash somewhere. Look, I just feel sorry. Like I've said before, I feel sorry for the Jack Goffs of this world that we've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I know he's a mate, but um, that can't get a race, can't get a seat, can't get sponsors. And Well, and, all the young single-seater boys, yeah, they're all trying to battle up into Formula 3. Anyway... Uh, but that, that's not taking anything away from Jamie. She's clearly <laughs> the most talented female driver in the world, which is class amazing. of the field. Class of the field. Exactly.
so WRC, both Sebs had a crash, didn't they? But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we, we did this last week. We I'm not laughing at it, by the way. I'm not only crashing, no, only MotoGP fall off while leading. But yeah, the two Sebs who aren't doing the whole World Rally Championship, of course, load, load for Ford and Oje and Toyota are just doing a, a part programme. And both crashed out of the World Rally Championship in Portugal. And it, it was a trick. It was the first gravel rally, I think first full gravel rally of the year, wasn't it? I don't know where we've been before. Um, but it suited them. Elfin Evans, another British talent that we do have, who we'd hoped to win the World Championship the last two years. He was helped by, because he's had a bad start to the season. I mean, gravel, of course, going first, you, you have to sweep all the dust away. And, and Elfin was about 10th on the road or 9th on the road. Whereas this young kid, Cali Rovampera, you know, 21 now, I think, he had to go first. So he was... And in the old days, Loeb and Ogier, they always used to drop back on those rallies because they complain we're road sweeping. And they've tried to find a different way of how do you start. They've had a sort of qualifying system that didn't work. And so they're stuck with this system where if it's a gravel rally and you're leading the championship, you're going to have a bad weekend. Yeah. And yet instead, Rob and Perro just ground them down, survived the loose, survived leading the way and came through on, I think he took the lead on the Saturday and, uh, and concluded his victory by winning the power stage at the end of the day um, to take a, quite a big lead in the championship. And this this, this Cali Robin Pera, uh, there seems to be no... Elfin was very honest. Elfin Evans, he was interviewed, you know, and he, he admitted, he sort of said, oh, this kid's got, you know, more talent than me. He actually said, he's naturally talented. He's just... So, you know, Elfin said, I've got to work really hard, you know, which you know, doesn't mean to say the naturally talented are always going to win. But Elfin was very honest and, you know, he had a really good second, his best result of the year, I think. But um, he couldn't match Robin Perra. There were punctures galore. It was yet another uh, puncture fest, unfortunately. So many drivers suffered. Um, but it was quite a good battle for third place because uh, Takamoto Katsuta was having his best rally. He's, he's, you know, he's getting more and more experience, but he was tracked down by, um, who was it? Uh, the Spanish boy, Danny Sordo. Again, another not regular for Hyundai. And he ended up being the first Hyundai home spoiled to Toyota 1, 2, 3 by pipping Katsuta to third place. Um, the travel Toyotas were all the punctures, Thierry Nouvelle and Octanek, fifth and sixth. Then all the Fords added seventh, eighth and ninth. Uh, Craig Breen, Pierre Loubet was the best Ford in, in sixth, the French by Craig Breen, punctures offs. Um, and Gus Greensmith had so many punctures, I think he didn't have any wheels left. So... It was a bit of a rally of attrition by the member, but the battle out front was epic and the battle for third was pretty good too. But um, I'm not sure where next, where next the world? Uh, let's go to, let's get a super, super, oh, where next are they going? I was, I was just thinking say, where they're going. We're going to sort of rally. I've lost my list. Oh, it's underneath here. It's underneath all the bits of paper. I just want to find that. Now I've started the story. Oh, Italy. They're off to Italy, June. That's it. That time at Corsica. But that's it. Anyway. See if anyone can beat. There's three on the way, three on the trotty one, which for rallying is, is quite amazing. Yeah, because because all sorts happens there. So let's get a superbikes. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it was no Moto GPs. Well, yeah, World Superbikes were in Estoril, and again, it's just this trio. It was a famous battle. If you follow bikes, because um, Jonathan Ray's on a Kawasaki, top prank Razgatliogu is on a Yamaha, and Alvaro Bautista on the Ducati. So. Every manufacturer, because often bike fans, they're very much the, the manufacturer, aren't they? Follow whoever's riding their, their road going, whether they're a Kawasaki boy or Ducati or Yamaha. Um, and it was just another epic weekend. Ray won two, Bautista won one, Razgatliogu had two seconds of the third. Um, 
the, the end of the season, end of the day, Jonathan Ray is now closing the gap on Bautista. So epic stuff at Estoril. British Superbikes. Donington. I, I just saw some of the highlights. There's some horrible shunts they had. Um, Josh Day, I think, was a, was an induced coma overnight, but he's, he's he's better today, or better as you can be. Leon Haslam had a high side that the bike broke into three pieces when it came to rest. Awful. Um, those bike boys, they're awful. Yeah. Anyway, it was Jason O'Hallon. It's a Yamaha battle there. Um, Yamaha dominates the week. Jason O'Hallon had two wins. Kyle Wright had one win. Uh, and Bradley Ray, who's been leading the championship, was now had a third and two seconds. Um, but O'Halloran, he's catching Bradley Ray up. So getting closer and closer to British Superbikes, but is always greatly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, As is NASCAR. Gonna, the other race. Speedy recovery. NASCAR. For all those bumps and bruises those bike boys have. Yeah, NASCAR was a it was a quite a spectacular event for well, typical American, I guess. <laughs> it but. was the All Star race. It wasn't the championship race. This is this one off once a year, but the winner gets that the million dollar million winner race <laughs> um, held at Texas this year. It used to be a Charlotte special, but oh, there's some big shunts again. They talk about shunts. Kyle Larson had a tire blow, smashed into the wall. Uh, then Kyle Bush. A lot of the top runners were taken out with tires and stuff. Bush had a slow puncture, um, and he was trying to sort of recover. He was going to the tri-oval, just on the, not on the high bank corners, the kinky bit. And he was trying to sort of get off to the edge of the road, but Ross Chastain was committed to go to the left of him. There's poor old Carl Wobble across with a punch. And Chastain virtually launched himself off the, off the side of Carl Bush's car. And having got over the top of Carl Bush, he then took out Chase Elliott, who was innocently driving around turn one on his own. Uh, well, we might um, come on to a similar sort of story with that uh, in, in a <laughs> yes, moment. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, NASCAR is over. So, Ryan Blaney was the bloke for Ford. Came through with his Ford to win. He had drama enough. <laughs> you talk about... He, he crossed the line. There was yellows out. But always, you know, they have to go back and see if the yellow happened before the leader crossed the line. They've got to do a green-yellow restart. But everyone thought Blaney had won. He undid his seatbelts and took his curtain down to wave at the crowds. And then he was told he had to have a... They worked out... The, the yellows came out about three feet before he crossed the line. So he had to have a bit oh. of panic to get his neck back wow. up and he put his belts back on. And Denny Hamlin, who came in second, was moaning about it afterwards. There's always moaning and... It's great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> and then last night, up until midnight, of course, I was transfixed by... IndyCar qualifying. Did well, actually, I didn't. Watch I didn't. I didn't watch the NASCAR because that was actually the middle of the night. No, the IndyCar. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I was trying. I was just. I mean, they're doing two hundred and thirty miles an hour, and, it's, and somebody it's, crashed at two hundred and thirty miles. Oh, an hour. well, they didn't actually in um in this in the twelve shootout shootout from twelve down to six, but it, it looks so serene. But then you just see these tiny wiggles, and the commentators are almost because that's it's this far yeah. from going inwards and hitting a wall at 200 oh. miles an hour. And, but, you know, Scott Dixon came out at the end, the last one at his quickest in the top 12, and did this new record. I thought, well, the commentators were saying it was the second fastest, but someone said it was a new record. I haven't checked it all out. But, you know, 234.046 miles an hour average. Unbelievable. And it's, Unbelievable. And it's just... You can't and that's see racing. It. That's not that's not like on a on a high speed bowl or or a test. No, it's around Indianapolis. It hasn't got racing. that much banking. I don't know what the angle are. It's nothing like Daytona where you're up against a wall. But that's uh, but it was that's a racing. You got other cars. You're racing. It's not well. Not, not for qualifying was. Oh, not for the quali- oh, okay. For this the is single. Yeah, you you go out single laps and, and he went last. Yeah, the, but they but they race at two thirty. <laughs> don't worry. They are they are race. They will be this weekend, side by side at two hundred and thirty. 
Um, Alex Palou, the reigning champion of the Spanish, but he was second. And they're going around and they're, they're changing each lap because the tyres go off big time. It's four laps, three laps. Don't get it wrong, too. You have to do three laps. That's four laps. What am I talking about? It's four laps. So as they say, it's 16 corners, as they call it in America, that's turning left. Of course, the tyres go off. They you know, degrade. You know, you're doing that sort of speed four laps which is um five ten miles you know and so they're going and they're changing the jacker which changes the sort of um, right up turning and they're changing the bars front and rear and they're changing the engine management so they're, and they're doing all these little things going down the straight at 240 miles an hour with another corner looming up um and alex palo the spanish chairman he was second renus vk who's the uh the, the indie car version of max verstappen he's a young dutch kid in his orange car uh, really talented. He was third fastest. So we got, you know, mix American veteran Scott Dixon's 41 against the Spanish and VK. And sorry, can you clarify? Is it orange because he's Dutch or orange because that's the national colour or orange because he's McLaren? No, not McLaren. He's not McLaren. He's not okay. McLaren. So that's Paddy, that's yeah. Paddy Award. He was yeah. only, only seventh. He didn't make the last six shootout. So I don't know whether the sponsor's Dutch, but he's definitely looking Dutch. Um, Roman Grosjean, then you've got this, you know, rejected, well, not rejected, but sort of dropped to the back of the field, Grand Prix driver, uh, who's, who's loving life out there. And he didn't want to do Indy last year. So he's done it this year. I think it's the first Indy. Um, I think that's right. He did Indy last year. But, you know, he was also he got to the top 12. He was ninth on the grid with, with only, uh, I mean, really, I'd gone home here, obviously, but only 231.999 average speed for four laps. Um, then you've got the other great story of Jimmy Johnson, this NASCAR driver, NASCAR megastar. I'm not sure how old he is now. He's well into his 40s. Um, he's won everything in NASCAR, retired. And he just went, he did the road courses last year for an IndyCar and spun off a lot, made it look silly. Slowly, you know, moved into the bottom, you know, 20, bottom 15 racing on street courses. But he didn't want to do the old. He's back. This is his first Indy. He's won it in a NASCAR. And now he's in, and he, he's 12th quickest, but he had this moment. He literally, at 230 miles an hour, a few kissed the wall, started to actually brush the wall. And he actually got as enough opposite lock on to leave a black mark on the road at 230 miles an hour and caught it and held on. I bet he left um, another mark somewhere on well, his yeah. uh, overalls as well. On his, I've uh, got so much respect for it. I think IndyCar is fabulous. It's the fact they do these ovals and street courses and road courses. Not a much joy for the Brits. Callum Eilot, who's he's, he's had a good run. He was in the top six of the street course at Indy last weekend. He's 19th, so fair for, his, for a rookie season. But Jack Harvey, the one that he's, he's been, he's led a few laps at Indy in the last couple of years in a lesser team, but he had this switch to the Rahal Letterman team, his big break to move up to a, a, a bigger professional team, but the cars aren't working. He's had an awful season so far. He had probably he was thirty second, slowest of all those that got to drive around the track. But you know Graham Rahal, who led the car, the fastest car in the last year, he was only twenty first. So a miserable time for Jack Harvey. And a sadder story: Stefan Wilson, Justin Wilson's son and son brother. Um, who, of course, we lost so sadly in IndyCar. But Stefan got together enough money and sponsorship, and he's got help from all the teams and sort of helping with parts. Uh, but they had to change the engine after the last warm-up, didn't get out to qualify at all. So he got no time. He could I think he could have qualified to do anything 20th to 30th. He was on the, you know, he's getting in the field, but he will be there right at the back. So uh, watch out for Stefan Wilson and just again last year he, he got the budget together for the same thing, just to do indie. You know, a lot of drivers do this, just just got to do indie. Um, 
and he was the first to come into the pits early on. And a lot of cars did the same thing. There was a brake bias problem that the Indy cars have. And he, when he hit the brakes from 200 miles now coming down to 50, whatever it is, middle of the brake, he, he spun round because he locked the rears. And I think he touched the wall, he was out, you know, just after about 20 laps. So let's say Stefan gets the finish. And I think he wanted to do that, you know, for his brother, Justin, who was such a star. Absolutely. Um, so, can yeah. We, can we leave these multi-billion dollar championships? <laughs> and because there was the more drama. There Let's was go. big the, drama. Joking aside, Caterham Racing, you've never seen anything <laughs> like it. It was, I was transfixed because I watched so many of the other races this weekend. <laughs> You've got races that are being won by five thousandths of a second, not just yeah. one. This is happening yeah. time and time again. It's the closest racing. The two seventy race on the Saturday, I've never seen anything. Like how it. many classes are there? You said there's two seventy, there's three ten. What's the top class? Three tens, is it? So you start with the. And these, these are catering weekends, aren't they? So if you go is along, it's just catering races. Well, actually, there are there are a couple of little um, like Citroen C ones and stuff, yeah. just yeah. fill a little bit of time. But uh, you start with Academy, then you go to Road Sport, which I'm in now. Then it goes up to two seventy, then three tens, then the four twenties. So it's, and the 420s are the proper race cars on the slick, semi uh, yeah. sequential, sequential pump actions. Yeah, but um, which we're going to get Vicky Period in, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so, which would be quite good. Sure? Have you told her what it's like? Are you sure? <laughs> She's quite excited, but she's just laughing, saying, I'm not very good with a right hand drive car. But, um, oh, by the way, sorry, talking to Vicky Birria, just quickly, a lot of people might see her in a crash her Porsche at Monza, which was on YouTube and stuff. A few she weeks ago, yeah. a few weeks back. I was speaking to Harry King, we're going to mention the minutes, he's at Monaco this week, and he's our, he's our Porsche 911 Super Cup whiz kid at the moment. And he knows that bump that Vicky lost the rear end on. And he said, you know, with the ABS, yes, that you know that could well be. You know, you've got to be wary of it and, and easy on the brakes. And I think because they have ABS, which they, she had, I mean, she just, because she's not new to it, she's probably just going maximum force and presuming the ABS would stop any problems. Yeah. So to Vicky, Harry King, Porsche superstar, says that happens. Anyway, you're now getting her into catering. So don't yeah, so it was just a, it was just a, it was a, a fantastic weekend. Uh, I saw the academy drivers out on track for the first time. They, they, of course, they did the Kerber sprint, which is their baptism, yeah. but then they went out on track and Stetson 300 is quite uh, quite a severe track. Challenging circuit. Yes. <laughs> but they did so well. They're very aggressive. They seem more aggressive than us, but the, the actual races were quite tame compared to the academy 2021 well, your first race was good. You got to the, 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 the front of the second pack. I saw the timesheets. You had a good first race. You, do you know, then... you, you, you genuinely need... I mean, look, yeah, there's some very talented people, but you genuinely need a little bit of luck with the, the quality, and I, I, I didn't get it. Uh, as I got my fastest lap, it was a red flag, so I had to come in uh, on quality. So I qualified 11th, finished 7th, and like you said, it ends up being several different races all the way through. There's 34 cars on the grid, I think. <laughs> the, the, the lead pack of six... They, they broke away because as soon as you start defending, that's it. Yeah. The, gap, the gap comes. Yeah. Um, and I was defending all I had for that first race. All I could see was people in my rearview mirror. It was They were so close. Little few <laughs> taps in here. And the lead changed, uh, well, our lead for our sort of secondary race changed so many times, but uh, managed to hold on for that second race, really. <laughs> uh, got seventh place. The usual suspects were out there, but it was great because you had um, Jeff, who won both races for the road sport, uh, Charlie Lower did incredibly well, and also Freddie Chiddick. So um, Charlie won the second race, uh, the first race, as uh, oh, second in the first race. And, and then you, you, the second race, Paul. Unbelievable! I was so <laughs> gutted. So the only thing that I think we're unanimous with the people on the grid and, and you, 
uh, in agreeing with is my starts are pretty good. Yeah. And I got another great blinder. start. Absolute blinder. Absolute blinder off the lights, uh, off the line. And, um, and then uh, the two people in front of me, Gareth Lucas and Rob Domain, they closed the gaps. So I couldn't go between them. No problem. Great. Good defending. So I went around the outside of Rob. And I'm already thinking it's incredible with racing. You're already thinking, I've I'm, I'm got so much momentum here. I'm going to be in third, maybe fourth place by the first corner. This is amazing from seventh position. And then within a blink of the eye, Rob Domain hit Freddie Chiddix, who missed the gear. He hit Freddie, jumped up, uh, landed in my path. And I just did exactly that. I was launched over Rob Domain, went up about that sort of angle, didn't flip over. I thought it was going to spin, which was quite lucky. Um, but I backed into the Armaco a red flag and that was my day over and I've kind of got a few aches and pains now but not, nothing too bad but then straight after the restart typical academy 2021 team did now in road sport straight after the restart there was another red flag poor old Ray Radford rolled his car about three times it was so packed that the, the back of the grid sort of 30 odd people on the grid but he's okay and he had a big smile on his face as well i'm sure uh, you're trying to encourage people to go catering racing or put them off at the moment Paul. it's a it, you know it's a rare <laughs> thing it is you know that it's a oh, it happens in formula four single seat formula four single teams that say my very first race i came out to see a corner in the middle of the pack and it was his car barrel rolling along in the air beside me this is real motor racing is it you know my first race but it's, it's a um, testament to the cars these these little catering are bullet yeah. You look at them, you think they're, they're going to fall apart, but they're so <laughs> solid, and I can testify for that, and so can Ray. But, um, and, and the marshals were amazing at, at First Net, and I have to say, absolutely, yeah. first class. I mean, it doesn't so, happen in every race, let's point that out. No, it just, doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's a rare, rare it will, it will happen to you one day. Someone's going to take you out. And they'll apologise, and, and you'll all move on to the next race, assuming you've got the money to repair the damage. Yes. Well, thankfully, Caterham are looking after <laughs> us, so uh, thank you, Caterham. And uh, on that note, thanks for joining us, and we got lot, we're next week, just yeah, next what, week. What to look forward to next week? Yeah, well, th this weekend, this weekend, just, I wouldn't know where to sit. I'm actually down in Monaco, sitting on a boat, drinking champagne, Not entertaining some corporate. Well, someone's got to entertain these corporate guests. I mean, I'm, I'm there, but honestly, I almost wish I was at home because I mean, you just won't know. You're in your chair forever because Monaco, of course, the Grand Prix qualifying is going to be the most exciting bit I mean, that's going to be nailed by they're so close now at the front for, for, for single lap times and you know with the, now the mercedes got rid of their pogoing i was imagining trying to pogo around the swimming pool which would have been pretty scary or Poor pogo up there. Poor yeah, it looks like a pogo i'm making the pogo <laughs> uh, so for former two cars are there for their two races again and as i said um the porsche super cup which I don't normally talk about too much but harry king who finished third in the first round at imola he won a race in the during the better luck championship as well so he's our young star and he can get up there i think he could win the monaco um porsche race then you've got the indianapolis 500 because that's gonna be later in the day so you can probably watch the grand prix and you can watch the indianapolis 500 but then you've got moto gp and Mugello, but they're in the morning, so you've got Moto Yeah, so early morning, you've got Moto 3, Moto 2, and no, that'll be starting. So you start about 8 a.m. Uh, watching Moto 3s in your armchair. <laughs> then you can go to Monaco for the Formula 2s. And of course, Formula 2 with a Saturday. And then you've got to go to the Indy 500. But in between, you've got to quickly go through the BTCCs at Thruxton, which is the place to be for um, home fans, uh, and watch a bit of that somehow. But there's also the British GT at Donington. So if you're a real GT fan, you can go to Donington. 
Um, and then by the time all that's happened, you come and collapse in your armchair with a large brandy and watch the NASCAR from Charlotte. So I'm good luck to you all. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Thanks for joining. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.